You're listening to the Sleepy Games Podcast. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. I'm in. You son of a bitch. I'm in. You You son of a bitch. I'm in. 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 I'm in. I'm in. What's the job? I'm in. You sons of bitches. You son of a bitch. Hello, hello. We are back with the Sleepy Games Podcast. What's up, Sleepy John? You here? What's going on, buddy? Sleepy John here, as well as myself, James Games. We are here for lucky number 13, episode 13. Lucky indeed. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And and as we discussed last week, the, the theme for today will be all movies with 13 in the title. But, Correct. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, but before we get into that, because uh, I, I I know everyone is is you know hankering to hear, as as we always start off, we want to start off with um, discussing uh, recent films or TV shows that we watched. Do you have one to start off with? I I feel like I usually start off with this. I think you should go. Yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, for a change of pace did watch something uh that actually just came out i'm also i'm, uh, I'm always curious if it's like gonna be the same thing yeah <laughs> so uh well because the the woman wanted to watch it it's more uh i guess more one for the ladies it's the jennifer lopez flick the mother Ooh, i do want to hear about this because i've heard i've heard good things like i heard she's like a complete badass or whatnot yeah i do have a soft spot because uh I think An- Anaconda is uh, the peak of like cinematic glory. <laughs> <laughs> you can, I mean, I, I've yet to see see better CGI than that in, in Anaconda. Oh, <laughs> and and just plot and just uh, the script, everything. Acting, fire, everything Cube, fires Ice, on all cylinders. Ice Cube 100%. going toe to toe to toe with John Voight. I, I loved it. It's the dream pairing I've always wanted to see, you know? A hundred percent, man. Like, it, <laughs> it, it made me want to go visit the Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they made, like, quite a few sequels of that Anaconda, too. Uh, I actually watched the second one. I enjoyed it from what I remember. Was it just uh, Anacondas? Like, it's kind of like wh- what they did with Alien, with Aliens. Anacondas. Yeah, Anacondas. Well, that's just <laughs> it. Like, the, the anytime you get stuff like that, it starts off as more of a horror element, and then it has to transfer over into, like, full-on action. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Like, same thing with Terminator. Right. Same thing with Alien. So, uh, oh, anyways, uh, on a tangent here. So, oh, yeah, the uh, mother, the, J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez, is, yeah, the, the mother... Uh, like, I mean, she, like, from acting perspective, uh, she does do a pretty good job. I- I'm sure that's a challenging role to play. And, uh, like, I think that she has probably more talent than I think she's given credit for sometimes. Like, I feel like she should maybe do less of her rom-com type movies. Yeah, so is this, is this like, <laughs> is this like one of her first action roles? Uh, I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, like, have you ever seen the movie Enough? Uh, you know like, what? Probably... You know what's funny? I I, I I talked to someone else about that because because uh, they were saying how it was, uh, I guess, pretty action heavy on her part. And I thought about that movie Enough because I remember the ending of that movie where it's like her and that guy basically battling out because like, she's had enough. Yeah, she's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, m- I remember her coming up on top of that one. Yeah, so I mean, like, she she does sell it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say in terms of, like, action movies, I- I'm not going to say it's, like, instant classic by any means. I think it it, it presents some unique ideas, I guess, especially from the uh, feminine side of things, of her being a mother and all that, and how... Mm-hmm insane mothers can get especially if you were to take you know one of their cubs away from them <laughs> you're gonna be messing with that mother bear yeah. <laughs> so, um so yeah I, and there was one scene that i found interesting in that one it was uh because like there's two there's essentially like two bad guys and and both of them could be i guess the father of her child i guess that they, they never really do say and the one bag at one point he he asks too he's like is it mine and 
I, I don't know, like, it's hard not to empathize a bit with him at that point, and she just, she just goes, like, full crazy, like, she doesn't even tell him. <laughs> hey, it does, don't matter, now, he's gonna die. <laughs> now, does she actually know, or, or, or is she ignorant to it, and, like, never wanted to know? Uh, as far as, like, I could tell, it, it never really went into that. I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say I was 100% sober for this movie. Okay. Uh, I mean, because, like, in terms of, like... I, I guess as time goes on, I become a bit more of an action movie snob for, like, things that are just glaringly inaccurate, you know mm. what I mean? Like, I, I just, like, why don't they get somebody on set that actually, like, just knows, like, a little bit more? And actually, I am going to talk about something more realistic uh, this episode with uh, 13 on the title. So it'll be kind of a good segue into that. But, <laughs> I mean, all in all, like, it, it was surprisingly probably better than I would have thought it was going to be that movie so I think it's definitely worth a watch if you're kind of in JLo if you like the enough movie I think you will enjoy this one uh, I try not to judge it too harshly I guess on it's like action style accuracy but JLo does sell it on the intensity that she brings uh, and I think that like I said she's underutilized as an actress do, do you have anything else you want to add about the mother I mean, honestly, it made me want to watch Anaconda again. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, so that's a good. I, that's a recommendation. I, I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, watch Anaconda. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to get J Lo at what I honestly think was her peak? You got, you got Ice Cube and John Voight. It, it is, it is glorious. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think John Voight he brought that intensity to the role of Anaconda. Yeah, he was he, he was a good over the top. He movie. was, yeah. He, mm -hmm. he 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 completes the movie. But anyways, I mean, uh, yeah, they're both good. I, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I think I went off on a little tangent there. Did you did you watch anything new this week? I did. So I finally got to see the Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh shit! I'm uh -huh. curious what you think. Uh huh. So I definitely I liked it. I did. Okay. The production company that made this movie is the same people who did who do the Minions and Despicable Me. So it is definitely more on like the kid friendly side than, you know, let's say a Pixar movie where it's more appealing to adults. There's so many references to the game, which I loved. And it, it's hard to like to to review this movie as a critic because, you know, like growing up with, with this game, seeing like hearing the music, seeing some of the characters and how they kind of play around with everything. And they, and they're definitely in on the joke. Especially with, uh, with you know, the whole storyline of how you know Bowser being in love with Peach, like uh, okay, yeah, it's, it's like yeah. a lot. Of, like his his motive is to marry Princess Peach. I mean, wasn't that everyone's motive in that game? I don't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, first of all, I can't I can't continue without talking about the voice acting because I think that was like the biggest controversy with this movie, and. I liked the majority of the voice cast. I thought Chris Pratt was good as Mario. Charlie Day as Luigi was great. But the, the person who did, who stole the show was Jack, Jack Black. Jack Black is Bowser. Of course, I knew you yes. were going to say that. Yes, yes. He, he he owned that role. And yeah, I mean, as far as ranking like the best voice, as far as all the voice casters, voice casters go, he was by far the best. And he had a, he had a, he had a cool little musical number as well. You know, you had to throw a little tenacious D in there, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, they did. They did play the best song in the world, so that they did. Wait, I yeah. thought it was a, I thought it was a tribute to it. But that's just it. They played the best <laughs> song in the world, but they just have a tribute to the best song in the yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> the the animation is gorgeous to look at. Like the the amount of detail that went into this is insane. You could tell that the people who made this film. Like love the game. They grew up with it. They they know what should be in here uh, to appeal to fans, and and, it, and I do think even though like it was it felt like a kids movie, there's still enough like adult humor in there where you know it would go over kids' heads. Do you know what I know? It's already missing. No, I I know what's missing. What's it's missing? missing? Dennis Hopper. No, my God, that's not talking about. Okay, <laughs> so this movie is definitely a lot better than the original Super Mario Bros. Easy, easily. Hey, but you're trying to tell me Dennis Hopper wouldn't have made this better? 
I mean, if he like, if he voiced one of the characters, I mean, he wouldn't fit as Bowser because I can't see him singing. To be honest, with no, him. he he needs to be like Wario or something like oh. that. Like, oh, that that would be good, right? Like, I feel like because of this movie, and you know, because it, it's done so much better than like the Sonic movies and everything. Like, we will have a renaissance of video game adaptions. And because this one making over a billion dollars, there will be sequels. There'll be other Nintendo mm. properties that they'll turn into movies or TV shows. Right. And like how how we had you know years ago we started the superhero renaissance. Right. Now, now we're, we're about to enter the video games. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I'm excited so. for it. Though. I'm really excited because okay. But do you think it's going to be video games or do you think it's going to be anime? It seems like both of them are vying for that top spot right now. Well, I I think video games are more there's a more broad appeal. Mm. Uh, I feel like I feel like uh, anime is still a little bit we're not more there on yet. the niche side okay. when it comes, like especially uh, with Americans. But it's it's slowly but surely getting there. Mm. You know, it, it's just going to take a little more time, especially because I feel like for many years we've been waiting for a good video game adaption. Uh, we it, got it with Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, skipping that. <laughs> Yeah, and and because uh, and I think now that we have it, I feel like studio is gonna see. Oh, look, it's making money if we make a good one. It didn't seem like it was that hard to make a good video game movie. It's just like you just give the people what they want, and there you go. Like, yeah, just just have like a because you know, the storyline's pretty, you know, by the numbers and everything. It's just you, Mario gets you know into the Mushroom Kingdom, Luigi gets kidnapped. Let's go get Luigi and save the day. So it's it's just that simple. But but wait, it's not the princess that got kidnapped. No, so so, so, so they changed it up. So so they kind of made Princess Peach more of a badass. Kind of like mm. it's like all right, let's take Princess Peach from like Super Mario Bros. Like so she can do anything that Mario can, or like if not even better. That so, sounds like the original movie again. She was a badass in that movie. Oh, she was. Don't, yeah. don't you remember she like she comes up she's got like the fucking it's pretty much like an AK and she's like Mario Luigi she cocks her gun she's like I need your help. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it was it was cool how they made her. They told the story where like she was kind of a baby when she got put into um, the Magic Kingdom and her her storyline or her upbringing is kind of you you don't know much about it's kind of like hidden from right. you and okay. you know you kind you kind of see her. She she does some badass shit, and you know even even when Bowser comes in, he he does kind of force her hand, being like, "Hey, if you don't marry me, I'm gonna kill all your friends." So she kind of like is coerced into it, unfortunately. But I, I I've always secretly thought that like they're they're actually just really into each other. Like like Mario <laughs> doesn't really seem that into her. He, he just strikes me as a guy that's just trying to do his job. Like even in the original game, like he's just he's just going through some pipes. Fixing some shit yep. like a good plumber does. Uh-huh. And like I, he doesn't seem that interested. He's like, I gotta go save this princess. Like, I, I already put in fucking ten hours of plumbing today. Like, this is horseshit. <laughs> and and then he goes and disposes of it. And like it's just Bowser trying to like just get with the woman, kind of like in Mega Mind. Like he's just just trying to get with the I woman can see there. That. Yeah, I think it's more of that kind of thing going on. Like but yeah, it, it makes me excited for the like you were saying earlier about having Wario and, and Wal Wal Waluigi, um, mm. most likely in the next one because th th they're kind of like the, you know, the opposites of Mario and Luigi. So it would be cool to see that. Um, yeah, and, and Yoshi wasn't in it either. So so Yoshi right. I'm sure will pop up in the sequel. I got you. But, but so uh, all in all, I'm hearing you review. You're saying that the original. Super Mario no. Brothers, John Leguizamo, Bob no. Hoskins, like Stop. way better. Stop way better. putting words in my mouth. Stop it. No. So much better. Okay, Burn so that much movie. better. You Burn heard it. it here on the Sleepy Games podcast. <laughs> James Games, original Super Mario Brothers, like all originals, is better. Yeah, there you go. All right, we'll, we'll leave it at that. All right. I'm not going to fight you on this anymore. I concede. I concede. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's a recommendation for me. I, I say, I say, go into Super Mario Bros. Um, you know, don't expect much storyline or character development. Just simple fun, F fun for the whole family. I'd say, and um, it's just dazzling to look at with with the visuals. So, 
It looks like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's enough for the uh, for the recent films we got to see. So you want to go into the homework? Yeah. So basically, from last week, we had uh, homework. Theme of today's episodes is uh, movies with thirteen in the title for lucky episode thirteen, and as it goes with thirteen, you you ended up asking me to record a day early. Uh, so it kind of screwed up my homework a little bit because I was trying to watch other titles and uh, I think me and the woman were going to be watching Apollo 13 because again, like I've never seen it, kind of classic, blah, blah, blah. And my plan was to actually watch it tonight. Uh, so I haven't <laughs> actually watched my homework. But, you can put the blame on me. Well, that's what I plan on doing. <laughs> and uh, But I did actually watch uh, two other movies. Uh, one was a rewatch with 13, and then another one was pretty much my first watch through. So I am excited to discuss those. But however, I did not get my actual homework done because as it stands with 13, things just sometimes don't go the way you plan them to go. So not that I'm super superstitious, but... I mean, this is the first time I've fucked up my homework. <laughs> and of course, on the 13th episode, uh-oh. But, hey, I think so. If you still plan to watch Apollo 13, maybe have that for... Homework maybe, for next week or something, eh? Well, I, maybe not the homework next week, but maybe like something like for like the recent watch. Mm, that, okay. And we'll do it. And for the that, recent, you can place that. We'll call it a recent watch classic or something like yeah. that, I yeah, guess. We'll call yeah, we'll I, I like that. Okay, the Sleepy Games recent watch classic. Yes. That sounds like something we planned out. 100% years of, of of grit and work went into this planning. So, uh, like, that's that's what it is. I've already forgotten the title, but it's a good title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll listen to this again and it will remember. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we record this shit. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I, I'm interested to know your thoughts on Apollo 13, so I'm glad I'm glad to know okay, you'll still so be watching it. I, I guess we should just kind of jump in. You watched the uh, rom-com classic with the Hulk, 13 going on 30. So yes. what were your thoughts? Yes, I watched the I watched the classic 13 going on 30 with uh, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo, a.k.a. the Hulk. Start off with this movie, I will say... Jennifer Garner gives a great performance. I totally believe she is acting like a 13-year-old in a 30-year-old's body. Mm. And it, it was it was great to see. She sold that role. And, you know, of course, you had to have the, I guess, somewhat cliche scene. You had to see her, like, with a guy, what she's doing in, like, a sexual situation. You know, how she's going to be all, all timid and everything and shy and not know what to do. So I, I thought all those scenes were, were cute and fun and everything. What I didn't realize uh, Andy Serkis was in this movie, and that was that was a fun little surprise. He he plays like the uh, the the manager of the the whole firm and everything. He he because he, he he has a presence about him, especially because when this came out, he was just coming off Lord of the Rings and everything. So I'm sure this is a nice change of pace. Being in a in a, a, a rom com and everything, so stakes are a little bit lower, I think. right? Yeah. You know, he's not he's not you know he's not being like my precious, my precious, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so, but as far as like the overall story, so it's also a time travel movie. So I, I can't help but compare this movie to Big. In Big, it's a similar concept, kind of the same age. I mean, he was probably around thirteen, and then. You know, he just turns into a 30-year-old man, but still is in the same year, same timeline, everything. And where this one, she, when she gets transported to a 30-year-old, she's also, you know, transported into the future. So right. from 13 to 30, and then she's in the future into 2004. And, mm. you know, it was like 87 or 88, I think, where, where it took place. I guess it was cool for that because then you, also, you can also have some of the tropes about her getting used to the technology. You know, you know, she didn't know what a cell phone was, and you know, she kept wondering like what what that beeping sound is and all that. So it, it, it was cool to see that. But it, I, I do wish there was more with that because it seemed like she adopted the 2004 lifestyle a little too easily. Because you know, it's like 17 years of, of progress. And she kind of just like, oh yeah, I'm good. I'm used to this now, but but I, I guess that's I guess they didn't want to harp on that too much and just get into you know more of the story and more into her arc. I and think it's because it wasn't like 
the 80s was still too recent at that point. Like, the right. 70s show was cool, but the 80s show, like, people didn't appreciate the 80s at that point. They quite did as not. Much. You're right. No. And, and whereas, like, now it's like... Because when that movie came out with that whole thriller uh, choreographed dance thing, like... Yes. It, it wasn't quite at the level of popularity as it is today. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I they, they knew it was going to become a classic, but it wasn't quite there yet. And it's it's kind of interesting how they were, like, a little bit ahead of the curve. Yeah, it's a good point. And that that scene still really stuck out to me, that whole um, a, a dance scene to, to Thriller. Right. Um, and, 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 of course, I was, it's always, it's always, I'm always a sucker for a good dance scene and, Mm. As long as it's earned and everything, and it's not just like you know, slacked in, thrown in there. So I got to talk about one character, and I, I want to bring up her name because I recently saw something come up, like literally right after I watched this movie, and I was like, "That's weird timing." Her friend in the movie, so she she kind of plays the bully in the beginning of the movie that kind of like puts her in the closet, and then you know, pl- plays a, jo- a prank on her and steals all her food and makes her do her homework and everything. Right. I forget the friend's name. Okay, why? Oh, you know what? So this is weird. So I think they changed the title of the movie. So I'm on INDB right now. And because I was typing 13 going on 30, it wasn't coming up and said, no. So the original title is 13 going on 30. Now the title is suddenly 30. You know why? Because they didn't want 13. their team to title. They, yeah, yeah, they, they, just, want, they, they just, want, just want to fuck with us. <laughs> so I didn't know that. So, so I, it's why I guess they didn't want to be considered a, a movie with 13 anymore. It's so funny. <laughs> it, it, it does jinx things. It's, it's the oddest thing. It's a weird title. Suddenly 30. Like, <laughs> I think 13 right. I think thirteen going on 30 is a much better title. 100%. What the it's, hell? Uh, what, yeah. what are they doing? I was actually surprised when they when when she grew up and everything, and you know she was one of the main directors at the at the uh, at the magazine, and her friend was kind of like her, I guess, right hand woman. Judy, Judy Greer is her name, mm. and I remember seeing her. I'm like, yeah, I know you and other things, but I don't know your name, you know. Mm-hmm. And and, it, it, and and I'm looking at a thing she was in, like she popped up in Jurassic World, Ant Man, uh, Twenty Seven Dresses. It literally, like, after the movie came out, I see a commercial for, I think, some hotel. And she even talks about it. She's like, hey, yeah, you, you might know me from from uh, from movies and TV shows, but I guarantee you don't know my name. So, and I'm like, why does this come out? I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually so funny because I, I guarantee no one knows her name. And they're like, oh, they know her face. He's like, oh, yeah. I've seen you in things. So, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, I literally saw that commercial right after I saw 13 going on 30. So, I thought it was kind of cool to see. But her character is a complete bitch, and I'm glad she got what was coming to her. But uh, I feel like she, I, I'm actually, what, because uh, she tried to sabotage Jennifer Garner's character towards the end of the movie, because she comes up with a nice, a cool idea um, that's going to revamp the magazine. And, you know, she ended up being the mole, like selling secrets to another magazine. I'm like, oh, that bitch, Damn. that bitch. Oh. So... So uh, the, the last thing I'm going to go on, though, is I do want to talk about the um, relationship between Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. So mm-hmm. I, I, I thought I thought it was very cute, you know, because c- I was rooting for them to get together. But it was kind of fucked up how like how she was kind of sabotaging Mark Ruffalo's. He was he was going to be married. Mm. So he had, he has a fiance and everything. So I'm like, oh, shit. Jennifer Garner is like going to like it's like a homewrecker here, you know, like. She, she's like basically confessing his or well she didn't really do that but i can tell like she definitely she definitely had feelings for him and he was i think she was she kind of wanted him to figure it out as well because you know they 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 did have nice chemistry together and mark ruffalo is is great in everything i see him in i i do wish they wrapped up the movie a little better because it seems like they fast forwarded the like the last 15 minutes where it went from okay she finished her arc you know she she appreciated what she had and everything and she she realized that you know she can change her life and still get what she wants and still end up with mark ruffalo but they just wrapped everything up so fast i was like whoa, whoa slow down like i still I, like have like a scene where 
they're they're hanging out some more or like have another conversation maybe show where where their friends are now or maybe have some outtakes with the movie it like literally it it, it went to when there were kids again because you know there's like the fairy dust from the um from the dream house from from when she was 30 and then she went back to 13 and then you know now she has the mindset of when she was 30 so which is pretty cool to think about you know you can literally restart your life and knowing where you're going to end up but you can get there a much better way and not be a complete bitch which is which is what she turned into because she basically dumped mark ruffalo but before she turned 30 and then once she mm. went back She's like, you know what? And then literally, I like, kisses him, and I guess they got together when they were freshmen, and then they ended up getting married when they were thirty, because they literally just like fast forwarded to the wedding at the house. And I was like, oh, okay, you're, you're just getting right to it. And then little, how, I was like, how I, much I, more? How much more wrapped up do you want it to be, buddy? They got married. I, I know, but it was literally like, like they literally like skipped from there were kids, they kissed, and then fast forward, they're thirty years old, they get married, and then movie ends. Right, I, like, but I mean, oh. like they've been together seventeen years. I mean, like it's I know, time to get married. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> it, it's funny thinking about it. It's like, yeah, I guess it did take a long time to really tie the knot. <laughs> yeah, I think you're left to assume that they waited until they were thirty to get married. Well, I mean, that would make sense. Yeah, I think that would have been a good time, especially maybe in the credits, to kind of have a progression of the relationship in the credits. And then show the wedding. Oh, then, like, like, like a like a picture montage or yeah, something like yeah, that of them getting older. Something like that. Because I know the movie was a little bit on the shorter side. It's probably like a little mm. over 90 minutes. Right. And, um, yeah, I, I just wish they, they would have took a breath. You, you know what it but, is? They're missing the hamster. They're missing the little wink to the camera at the end. The yeah, little hamster. <laughs> yeah. There's no little hamster scurrying oh, right, around there. Right, right from Caddyshack, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Remember the hamster at the end of The Departed? Oh, and I was like, it's oh, got okay, a fucking hamster. Yeah, you need yeah, a hamster. Sorry. I forgot we called it a hamster. I forgot. You, you about need your that. sleepy games hamster. The little <laughs> wink to the camera at the end. You're like, this. This is the progression of the relationship, and it would have yeah. made the movie, you know, that much better. A little bit more of a classic. Yeah. So, like, I, I, so I understand the appeal for thirteen going on thirty, but you know, I I, I think it's it's all right. I guess it's, okay. It's it's, it's uh. I'm mostly there for the performances from Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. They, they did have great chemistry together. And yeah, I definitely felt for their relationship. Every time they're on screen, I was, I was having a good time. I was laughing. I, I felt the, uh, I felt the love between them. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you, you, you kind of, they definitely made you believe that they were childhood friends that still shared that chemistry when they got older. And I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a light recommendation if you haven't seen it. Well, I mean, it's 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 a genre you don't really care for much. Like, would you say it's a, it's a good, pretty decent movie in its genre? Yeah, it's, it's pretty decent for that because it's it's unique as far as you know a standard love story. So I, I gotta give it that. It, it's an, it has a nice spin to it. So right. Yeah. Okay. If if you want to see just a unique kind of rom com, I'd, I'd recommend it for that. Gotcha. Um, you know, because it's a lot different than what you know because. They they shove out so many rom coms, especially on Netflix and everything. They're probably just the same old, same old. So that's definitely a nice change of pace. Right. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. What we got next? Well, I watched uh, like I watched specifically for this episode two episodes with uh, sorry not two episodes two movies with uh, thirteen in the title. Uh, the first one. I, I wanted to give it a rewatch because I watched it when it originally came out. I remember really liking it. Uh, but uh, from what I understand, it's one of the biggest box office bombs in history. I think it, it, it is pretty high up there in terms of the budget versus obviously how much money it made. Do you know which one I'm talking about? No, which one? 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas. I have not seen that one. Tell me about it. It's originally, I think, uh, a novel by Michael Crichton. Okay. He, he did Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know if that's how you say that guy's name, to be honest, but uh, like that. That guy. Yeah. So uh, he wrote that movie, and uh, it's loosely, I'd say loosely based off of, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the kind of the Scandinavian epic movie slash story Beowulf. I know uh, Beowulf. Read it, read it in school. 
Okay, yeah, so uh, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of a take on that. Like, they, they do have uh, the Vikings in that movie, along with, I guess, Antonio Banderas is playing somebody, like, from the Middle East. I, I honestly don't remember the specific country where he's coming from, but essentially he plays, like, an Arabic character being introduced into a completely different culture than what he's used to, which is the uh, Vikings. And then they basically end up going to help out what is essentially kind of like a small town of people that are being raided by supposed like mythical creatures, right? And uh, I mean, I, I guess I'll, I'll go into the spoilers. Like the long and the short of it yeah, is, good. ends up, yeah, it ends up like that. They they think that there's going to be the, these fucking like bear type uh, creatures, and there's also stories of possibly dragons, like fire breathing dragons. And it's not. It's just people. That are basically raiding this this uh, this town, and uh, I remember there's the one line where they're saying he's just like they they think the dragon's coming down, and that's what the villagers are telling them. And and the soldiers, because there's 13 of them, obviously, uh, one of them ends up spotting what it is, and he's just like he's like, did you see the dragon? He's just like, yeah, it's a uh, it's cavalry. It's 300 people on horseback with torches. And then the buddy looks over at them. He's like, I'd prefer a dragon. <laughs> Yeah, of course. <laughs> and I was like, that's, yeah, that, that's a good line. And yeah. like the, the, it, it feels like a very, I don't want to say low budget, but it feels like a, a humble, a very humble movie in terms of like, they don't, they don't slow-mo anything down, right? They're not trying to make anything seem epic. It, it almost seems like the 13 Warriors, like it's just... Like, you just have to think of them as a group, basically, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they fight, and I, what I find for that time and those types of set pieces seems like pretty realistic uh, action sequences that I, I enjoyed. All in all, I, I will say I think it's a good movie for, for its genre. Uh, I think they tried to kind of recapture that same type of ideology with... Uh, myths turning into something bigger than they are right like they did uh i don't know if you saw the rock movie hercules around like 2010 no i didn't see that one so it's the same thing like he's going on all of his trials as like a god and stuff like that but they're just they're, there's these stories that are getting blown out of proportion right whereas like you know cavalry people turn into dragons and you know what i mean like it's they tried to do the same thing but i i also feel i i, I personally feel that 13th warrior uh did it better uh, so I actually think it's a pretty good movie to watch. It's not anything that is like necessarily over the top wow, but it's it's definitely based in reality. It seems like you know a small unit of like warrior soldiers, whatever you want to talk about, in at the same time as you know kind of Game of Thrones type of deal, right? So okay, so, uh, so, so, so it says during like the medieval times. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So. Uh, but all in all, yeah, I, I'd, I'd recommend it as a watch. I, I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it deserves uh, to be labeled a bomb like it was. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'd be curious to watch it now because um, I, I, I really didn't know much about it. I guess it flew under the radar. And I do love hmm. me some Antonio Banderas, so I'll, I'll definitely give it a watch now. Okay, so uh, I, I got an idea that I think there's one that we're probably both going to be talking about, so I'm, I'm curious if it is going to be one of your recommendations, but uh, what is the, I guess, first one you've got for today's theme? Wait, now, I, 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 I want to get to that one first, because I, I want to make sure you're thinking what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, there's one movie with 13 in the title that we've actually watched together. Okay, so... <laughs> To be to be a hundred percent clear, we didn't actually watch the whole thing together. We we caught chunks of it on the TV in Bali. I didn't actually watch it front to back, from what I remember. I did watch and, it front. To, I did watch it before we watched it in Bali. Yeah, and yeah. but I I hadn't seen it, and I right. I just caught kind of uh, chunks of it in Bali, and then for this theme, it it made me want to rewatch it, and uh, obviously we're talking about the same one, and yes. I, I I gotta say like it, it hooks you within the first few minutes. It, it does. It really does. It pulls you all the way in, and I gotta say it is some of the most kind of raw, intense, realistic kind of those types of war action type scenes. Because I think you're gonna be talking about thirteen hours, right? Yeah, you're goddamn right. <laughs> 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 dude, hey James, James, dude, do you want a coffee? I sure as hell do. I sure as hell do. She'll be done. 
Oh god, that's a good movie. We use that line way too many times. Way I think we annoy too, too many much. people. Every time, every time is coffee. Yes, we are coffee connoisseurs, and that movie, like you know, even cemented it even more. <laughs> I, I think my favorite line of that whole movie, and it's gonna be stupid. He's just like he's talking about because he's he's watching this this herd of sheep, and he's like, either there's guys crawling underneath them. Or the sheep are fucking, and then and then buddy beside him's like, it's it's two thirty in the morning. He's like, I don't know a lot about sheep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, 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 so so the the director of this movie um, is Michael Bay, and it's definitely one of Michael Bay's better movies. For it's sure. grounded. It's more yes. grounded for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and and they took and this is based on a true story. So it, it, it's funny you bring that up because like that's very Michael Bay dialogue, you know. Like he, he his movies aren't known for the best dialogue. The the very well, he's very pro military, gung ho. You know, you know, big explosions. You know, kill the bad guys with as many rounds as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know he's he's a little over the. So he's taking a, a a true story and just being a little bit you know over the top with it. Um, but it was it was a good fit, uh, like a movie for him. Well, I guess as far as the story, uh, it, it it's automatically more grounded just because of you know you're in the situation with these military guys on this base, and you know the whole movie is those thirteen hours. Yeah. And so it kind of feels a little bit like twenty four, where it's it's in real time. Mm-hmm. So I I think just having that concept did wonders for michael bay and you know he just he he did his thing and just you know put dialogue here there you know some hoorahs hoorahs for the military and it did the the one thing i will give it though is that there by the end of the movie really there is no very solidified good guys or bad guys Mm -hmm. it's just kind of a bunch of soldiers that are there that are just there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is wrong place, wrong it, time. Yeah, it's not trying to. I, I I don't really get the idea that it's like super as in your face pro military as everyone else. It's kind of making you think twice about like you know what soldiers go through, mm-hmm. those types of things. I mean, all these guys have families back home, and then like there's some of them. It's like they're 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 on a dozen tours or something like that, right? Like it. And then at some point you're just like, holy Christ, like what, what am I doing here kind of deal, right? And uh, and I think even on the other side too with the Libyans, like I think that there's people that are kind of, their loyalties are switching just based on wanting to live there. And, and one of the cool things that I haven't seen really done in a lot of war movies or anything like that, or any movie possibly of that kind, is how nonchalant some people are there and how it's blowing away the military guys. Like, like they're in the middle of this firefight and Buddy's just watching the soccer game on <laughs> on, on, the, on the camp. And, and like, the, throughout the entire movie, there's just people who, like, for them, it's just another day. It's right. just, just another Tuesday, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, they're so used to the chaos around them that, like, that's just it. Like, they'll, it, it, it's not really that crazy for a bunch of armed soldiers to be running past them you know, mortars going off, like, in the distance, they're just going to watch their soccer game, like, pretty, pretty unbelievable, and, and like I said, it's not something I've seen done in another movie of, of in this genre, I should say. That's interesting, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't pick up on that as much, but, yeah, it, it, that definitely speaks volumes, it makes you really appreciate, what, like, what you have. It, yeah, I, I think it's one of those ones where... I don't know that I could watch another movie like that and gain anything more. Like mm-hmm. it has everything you want in those types of movies. It's got the camaraderie, like the 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 testosterone. Mm-hmm. I think where you're just like you actually believe that these guys could hold off, like a, you know, an overpowering enemy, so to speak, like that, right? Like they are vastly outnumbered, right? Right. And uh, so it's got it's got it ticks all the boxes, but it's not. It's not necessarily commenting on. There's no commentary. Like I, I don't find that there's any like huge social commentary in. It's just this is what's going on. It's these guys that are here kind of deal. It's not trying to be pro-military. I don't think it's like anti-military. It's just telling a story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas like if you watch something like uh, 
uh, what was that? Uh, a full metal jacket. You watch something like that. That thing is like that's it's something dripping. To say. Yeah, yeah, it's dripping in commentary, right? Like it is, it like it is drowning in commentary. Whereas mm -hmm. this one, I don't feel like it was new to that. It wasn't trying to be pro or anti. I feel like it was trying to take a very objective approach to it. It's not trying to make anyone out to be the bad guys. It's just a bunch of people that are put in some shitty situations. And really, everyone just wants to have a good cup of coffee and watch the fucking football game on TV. <laughs> that's that's what I got out of it. <laughs> that is what I got out of it, man. There's there's another movie with 13 in the title that is... Lay it on me. It's kind of a similar concept, but like more like, you know, it's more domestic. It's in America. It's more, it's a Assault on Precinct 13. I, you know, it's, it's uh, that was actually going to be the, uh, the third movie I was going to talk about. It was? Uh, are nice. you talking about the original or the remake? Though? I've only seen the remake. Okay. And I, I, and I know we, we did not discuss this one when we, when we talked about the remakes. No, no. Actually, I've also only seen the remake as well. But it does tie into, I want to say, episode eight. Because we were talking about John Carpenter. Because it is a John Carpenter uh, flick the original is it not the original is okay yeah yeah but i haven't seen the original i've only seen the remake so mm -hmm. yeah the remake stars uh, uh Lawrence fishburne and ethan hawk Ethan hawk yeah yeah we did, so did you watch this uh, this week did you did you get a, a little recap on this that, one that's not it's actually assault of precinct 13 the one you're talking about the remake it's actually a movie that i own and i've seen it Quite a few times. I, okay. I, I really enjoyed it when it came out because, again, I thought that the action was pretty raw, pretty realistic. Yeah, just like it can kind of draw you in. Kind of like has that diehard feel to it a little bit, right? Where it's like, obviously, it's not just one guy. It's a few uh, officers, whatever, that are that are under siege, essentially. So, I remember I saw him policing 13 kind of being, you know, forget. I actually forget how it ends. Uh, I mean, I, I forget if Lawrence Fishburne gets out or not. Probably haven't watched that movie in like 15 years. But yeah. yes, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> from what I remember, does get away. Uh, and it's basically Ethan Hawke and the chick kind of are, are I, I think, the only ones that survive uh, the, the now, siege, basically. Does, so. does does he let him go? Like, did Ethan Hawke have a chance to stop him? He's like, all right, you know. Uh, yeah. I, from what like, I remember, I think that, yes, like, it probably could have gone down that way. And I think it was one of those, like, hey, like, we helped each other out. Like, we're going to go our separate ways, but I'll catch you next time kind of mm -hmm. deal. Like, one of, one of those types of movies. But I, I could be wrong. It's kind of crazy saying that, like, I own that movie. I just, I haven't watched it in so long. I just remember the action being believable. Like, it's not like... I. I don't mind it when a guy's like dodging bullets left, right, and center. It's just that, you know, they can only happen for so long where you're just like, man, like, he's going to get shot eventually. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it, I think it's a forgettable movie. Especially uh, if there's yeah, other I, ones that, that, that I, did I it better. Know. I think I'd have to I'd have to give it a rewatch. I think, in fairness, I probably should watch the original. I think John Carpenter had. He has a different way of capturing things that I think that, especially when the movies were getting made, uh, I, I think that people didn't see his, uh, you know, his 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 talents, I guess, and his ability to kind of, I guess, uh, be ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, good on him. I mean, he, he was a pioneer of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you have any other uh, thirteen movies? Well, or? so uh, like, like we're not doing the obvious ones. We're not we're not like we're not going to talk about Friday the Thirteenth, right? Because I feel like that's kind of been talked to death. Well, if anything, I, I, I'd say that's probably a better one for like that month of Halloween or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah we, so. we, we, we rather go into the, you know, the 13 movies that no one really talks about. Um, exactly. And so the only one I have on here uh, is Ocean's 13. Okay. Uh, I haven't actually seen that one. You have not. So have you no. seen Ocean's 12? Uh, okay, so I've seen Ocean's Eleven and I've seen Ocean's Twelve. Ocean's okay. Twelve was the reason I didn't watch anything else. I, Ocean's I Twelve hated it. sucks. And 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 the reason, and, and you might like this, is uh, Rick and Morty does a very good uh, I, I guess I commentary on heist movies. And, yeah, and, and I think that the, like you son of a bitch, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a little too on the nose for me, and like, and that's part of the reason why I just. I, 
I never really got into any of the Oceans movies to be... Uh... But anyways, go into your uh, overview of Oceans 13, which I, I don't know. I mean, is it even a 13? It's kind of like this is, this, is, this is the third one in the movie. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think we classified this this uh, the theme for today. But has we did, 13, 13 in the, the title. title. You're right. You're right. And it has 13 in the title. It does. You're right. I'm going <laughs> to shut my whore mouth. You are correct. So so Ocean's 13 is easily better than Ocean's 12. It is. So they, okay. they, they definitely, I'm sure, took the criticism at heart and they realized, uh-huh. all right, maybe we went a little too far on this one. Let's bring it back to basics. Right. Where they literally bring it back to Vegas. They come up with a conjure up a heist literally you know ripping off somebody another vegas hotel mm-hmm. and instead of andy garcia uh they're ripping off al pacino so they took someone else from the godfather and got someone else from, you know, the other godfather right <laughs> it, it, this one felt it was a lot more fun like, I, I feel like yeah like like i say again back to the basics like they they realized what worked in oceans 11 what mm-hmm. didn't work in Ocean's 12, and right. put this in Ocean's 13. Of course, it's not as good as Ocean's 11, but they understood what people will like. And yeah, it, I mean, it's nothing to write home about as far as the story. Like, they are re- kind of rehashing Ocean's 11 for the most part. But they throw some some twists and turns to, you know, to separate it and everything. Uh, whereas, uh, I think... So in Ocean's 11, I know they... They come up with that heist, ide- like every little situation, you know, down to a T. Where this one, it kind of felt a little, a little looser, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. So it, it made it, it wasn't as easy to follow as Ocean's Eleven was when you're trying to figure out, okay, like how are they doing this? Like how does this work? You, you get the entirely same cast. You know, you got Matt Damon, Brad Pitt, George Clooney being their classic selves. And I, I thought they, they found some uh, clever ways to to, to, put, to throw in some comic all, all, relief. All I'm hearing again and again is, you son of a bitch. Yeah, you son I'm of a bitch. <laughs> of course they've had that scene. They have that scene. Because I, I, I forget what happened. The uh, I feel like, I, I don't remember what happens in the beginning, which or where they first come up with the idea or as to why they want to rip off Al Pacino in particular. But the, the, so the 13th guy is they bring Andy Garcia mm. to help them. So, so Andy Garcia is wrong. And he, he, he does something that irks me in movies, and that's like that's like, like a line trope. And I'm pretty sure that I saw in the trailer, I don't know if it actually made its way into the movie, but he's just like, are you ready? And then Andy Garcia's like, I was born ready. Yeah, and, he's like, he's, and they're like looking in the mirror. And I understand that the movie is aware that that is a tired line, but that's just it. Like, why even put it in there? Like, it is right on on par with you, son of a bitch. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm it's, in. Uh, it's slowly you put that in the scene. So you use it in the trailer because it will look good in the trailer. It's it like, doesn't. Oh. It, ma- it made me not want to watch the movie. Like, oh, you really? Might as well, you might as well turn around and say, oh, do we got a plan B? No, nah, man. This is already Plan C. Yeah. <laughs> What's Plan like, C? I know the Plan C. Exactly. Like there's just, or it's like check, please. Like there's just those those lines that you're just like, holy Christ! Like yeah. a five year old wrote this. Like, yeah, I, I I can get why they threw that in because they're like, oh wow, like, yeah. Some people be like, oh, Andy Garcia is part of the team now. I gotta see how that's gonna happen. Yeah, and then and then that's just is like Andy Garcia, like he's a great actor, like, yeah. and then you just you've got him spouting this garbage nonsensical you son of a bitch yeah. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> i love saying those gifts all the time to people uh, it, i mean it, yeah it, so I, I would say that the review of oceans 13 is to watch the rick and morty heist, heist episode that's the review yeah, yeah well, <laughs> that's no, what i'm hearing no no so you, you watch Ocean 11 you watch the Rick and Morty episode instead of ah, Ocean's Twelve and watch right. Ocean's Thirteen. I like it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that probably. That's go, the best way to do yes. it. Yeah. You get all the best high stuff out of the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah so I say, you know, watch it. Don't watch it. It's. Mm. It's 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. As far as movies with thirteen, the title. 
there's not many great ones. Uh, mm. I, I, I would say the best one is Apollo 13, but I don't want to get your hypes too high for it. Like, you know, go in with... Is it better than 13 Hours? Because... So, I, I, mean, I, I like 13 Hours. I did think 13 Hours was a little long. Like, I think... Um, it, it is a little long. Uh, I don't. I didn't feel long though. Like I, I saw it was like two and a half hours. Like, I was like, God yeah. damn! But like it, it didn't feel like that. Mm. Like when I was watching it, I was like, I don't, I don't know that it would have benefited from from trimming anything out. I think it really does. Uh, like I said, it pulls you in and it really makes you kind of spend that that night with them because that's that's essentially you know I guess what the thirteen hours is. It's yes, just, it's this night of being under siege. Yeah, and that definitely helps for the movie's benefit, but I, I still yeah. think, like, as far as pacing goes, it, I think it does drag on a little bit, but I get why. I'm sure they kind of have yeah. to. But, yeah, yeah but you know, it's, it's not... I can't really fault it that much, but it is a fault. <laughs> well, I'm sure that, like I said, it feels long, but... I'm sure it'd feel even longer if you were if you were there. I'm uh, sure, yeah. The <laughs> longest thirteen hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! I'm in. <laughs> okay, so did you have any other movies with? That's all I have. That's all. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have too much either. There's a couple that I've watched, but I, I couldn't tell you. A thing about them, so I don't. I don't really think that it, it would be beneficial for me to uh, go into it. Yeah. Obviously, I'll have to put Apollo 13 on the, I guess, watch list and give you my review of it at a later date. Yes. Uh, again, not taking accountability. Hundred <laughs> percent. You can put the blame on me. I love it. <laughs> so uh, then, with that, should we get into? Uh, I guess the idea for next week. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so I, I'm going to tell you, and then all I want to hear from you, James, James Games, there. Yeah, I want to hear, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I can count on me. Okay, so do you remember uh, what episode four of the Sleepy Games podcast was? Episode four. So that was after the Attack on Titan one. So episode four was... Was that the video game one? It was. It, it was. was four okay. Ray in the video games. Ah, yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, you told me in episode four that you there's actually one of the arguably uh, the greatest games of all time. Like one of the greatest games of all time. And your name is James Games. And you told me you never played this game. So... I'm not going to ask you to play the game. Uh, what there is, is there's a few videos out there where people have kind of made a compilation or like a movie just out of the cutscenes from the video game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and, I, I, I've watched some of those. Like, I used to watch yeah. um, some people on the Twi on my uh, Twitch channel. It wouldn't surprise me if you have watched this one, it being the game that it was, but you hadn't seen it and uh, and you say you haven't played it. And there is one cutscene, like, I actually just watched the whole thing just to make sure that it kind of does the game justice and teases just enough to hopefully maybe encourage you to play the game. Uh, but that was the Ocarina of Time, uh, the, the, the Zelda kind of highlight of, uh, I think, that film or something, whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I actually have a lot to kind of go into that for next uh, week because, like, Zelda... I would say that is my favorite video game. I wouldn't say Ocarina of Time is necessarily my favorite game, but it ties into movies so, so well that I really do want to explore that. Even if you are not a fan necessarily of video games, I still feel like you'll enjoy what we have to offer uh, next episode regardless. So do you want to go into more of um, like what we feel they should do if they adapted Zelda into a movie? Kind of, yes. And actually, uh, I, I don't want to give too much away. I do have kind of a half-assed game plan. Not, 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 not full-ass, because you know me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, I, I do kind of have an idea where I want to go with it. And uh, I, I don't know if you had anything else, but it's like that there is really a lot to kind of, uh, I guess, unpack, kind of go into. Uh, with regards to that and uh, like I said back in the day like I, I spent a lot of time 
I guess playing those, especially when I was younger, because it was different, different mm-hmm. experience uh, than it is now mm-hmm. with uh, you know the internet and everything like that. So, um, but yeah, so I was gonna send you the one that I want you to watch, unless you want to watch a different one. I don't know if you have watched one of the ones for Ocarina of Time. Like, have you or no? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, uh, I-, I think you might be surprised because like it's about an hour and. 50 minutes long give or take and and again like it's not showing you the full story but enough to make kind of a movie out of it uh and and i think that some of the visuals are quite remarkable i understand that the graphics might not you know appeal to somebody this day but like if you try to just to kind of even if you watch on your phone or something like or just try to visualize that it's it's more i guess animated cartoony like it's its own art kind of deal right but like if you watch where they, they they situate the camera while they're showing you the scenes the music, everything, it really does blow you away. Like, make sure you have, you know, good audio for it because I, I really think that the music in that video game is some of the most, like, beautiful scores and uh, songs that I've, like, honestly heard in, like, anything, whether it's a, a movie or a video game or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite beautiful, so. Are you, are you in? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I really wanted to sell that line. <laughs> I love it, buddy. It's, it's like that. It. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Like, oh, that? buddy. <laughs> if you need an audio clip from this episode, that is it. <laughs> um, okay. So if I want to give you homework, because you're, you're kind of making me think of just scenes from games where... I feel are very cinematic mm-hmm. or, or could be so, so on, on par with film essentially is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So it, it, now have you, have you played or watched the show yeah. The Last of Us? I I haven't. I have no idea what's even about. I, I've obviously heard of it a lot. Uh, so, but no, I, I know nothing about it. I, I would rather you just not even tell me what anything about it. If you okay. got a recommendation for me, because I love going into things completely fresh. Okay, so so I know as far as like, the, like it's a very cinematic game as far as like the cutscenes go, and they you literally have actors doing mm. motion capture who are literally Damn. acting out the scene, and you feel they are together in the scene as they are because they film it kind of like how they film uh, Avatar, I guess. Um, you know, they, they, they put themselves in those like those suits with the little balls right. on them and everything. Yeah. The voice actors that they have for this game are literally top echelon probably some of the best in the business and there i'm going to send you a few scenes from the game just so you can get an idea of how good some of this act this acting is good like it's like on the level of any movie of of, of how good like of how well written and how well acted these scenes are it's and that's a big reason why they they turn this game into a, a miniseries on HBO. Mm-hmm. I'll be sending you those because I'd like to know your thoughts on it, especially since you have no idea for the story. You don't know who the characters are, where it goes. So No, that sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so and, uh, I, I definitely have a clip. Or, or, I, I'll probably send you a few clips okay, uh, in, so, in, in order so that, you know, the the story will progress a little bit when you see these clips sounds good and uh like so for all of our listeners i will put uh links uh to what we're asking to, or what we're going to be watching for the recommendations in the uh description for this episode mm-hmm. for next week so that way because like i said i mean you can find your well, own so people but... can watch along so yeah exactly people can yeah, watch yeah, it. yeah yeah 100 so uh because again like i mean assuming you haven't played the video games uh like i said i still think that you don't have to necessarily be a gamer to appreciate what right. some video games have to offer and like i said they are finding their way more and more into uh pop culture and mm-hmm. movies uh all that kind of stuff so yeah i'm looking forward to this man this is a good idea Good. I'm, I'm glad. Glad you're on board, buddy. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, I think I think about wraps up today's episode. Is there anything else you want to add before we close it out? Only one thing, baby. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm in. And on that note, I'm James Games. He's been Sleepy John. We will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>